Let us pray. Lord Jesus, it is you who wakes me up every day. And I am forever grateful for your love. This is why I pray. You let me touch so many people, and it's all for the good. I influence so many children. I never thought that I would. And I couldn't take credit for the love they get. Because it all comes from you, Lord. I'm just the one that's giving it. And when it seems like the pressure gets to be too much, I take time out and pray and let you be my crutch. Lord, I am not perfect by a long shot. I confess to you daily. But I work harder every day. And I hope that you hear me. In my heart, I mean well. But if you help me grow, then what I have in my heart will begin to show. And when I get going, I'm not looking back for nothing. Because I will know where I'm headed. I stand before you, a weakened version of your reflection. Begging for direction. For my soul needs resurrection. I don't deserve what you've given me. But you never took it from me. Because I'm grateful. And I use it. And I do not worship money. If what you want from me is to bring your children to you, my regret is only having one life to do it instead of two. That was, that, was, that was a rough one. That was a rough I one. I know. I know. I know. Wow. I know. Rest in peace to, to DMX for sure. It was he, hard being in Tampa when hearing that news, too. Like, it was somber. Like, I ain't going to hold Like, on my way to the to the arena, I played DMX the whole ride there. That was, that was crazy. What a loss. Yeah. What a legend. Definitely. I, uh, my first teaching job. I uh, taught up in Bedford, in Bedford, New York, way up there by Mount Kisco. And um, I had the pleasure. I, I never met. I met, I met DMX randomly one time in the uh, in the airport with my mother years ago. Um, but I had the pleasure of coaching one of his uh, sons uh, in, in football uh, when I was in my first teaching job. Uh, one of his sons was on the team. Um, I, I believe that uh, that young man would probably be uh, a freshman or a sophomore in college right now, depending on what his age was when I had him. Because I don't remember if he was a seventh grader or an eighth grader uh, when I taught him. But um, yeah, that was that was rough. Most definitely, most definitely. I think. Uh, hey, baby. Hey, man. Hola, mi gente. <laughs> She's gonna beat me up with me. but. Um, yeah, X touched a lot of a lot of our lives. He's a major part of hip hop through us growing up. Just you know, there's not many people that you can legit call a legend, 
and and really be able to stand behind it. X is one of them. Yeah, he was one of the only three rappers I ever felt like I could identify with. Um, when he came onto the scene, I was already in high school, mm-hmm. and I just felt like somebody. The people used to say that like I was like a female him when I was a teenager. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Yeah, every time party up, come on, she <laughs> looks like Brock. <laughs> like <laughs> I had Brock traps for sure, but um. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. She gonna wow. throw Matt on the shoulder the F5 one day. Yeah, I can see that. Nah, but my first introduction to X was um remember I told you like my, my parents tried to keep me away from hip hop. So like my yeah. first album that I bought was um the, the Blueprint 2. No, not Blueprint 2, it was Hard Not Life. And my first introduction was Money Cash Hoes, right? And I'm like, yo, this is this, like this is hard. I'm like, yo, we ain't say hard, bad. I'm like, yo, this is this is crazy. I like this. So sneaking to listen to Hot 97 with my, you know, with my cousin, I started hearing Rough Riders anthem. I started hearing Slipping. I think the first track was Slipping, and and that was it was just like, all right, this is this is one of my top. He's my top two now, right? It was it was you know, of course it was whole because you know that was my first album I bought. I'm like he top two, like he's he's up there. Yeah, and it was always up there for me. It was always him, um, Hove and Pac. Yeah, but I, that was before I got into Pac. I got into Pac later on in life, right? And then um, of course, so, the schools, the Rock Hammer, yeah, Daddy King, yeah. stuff like that. But damn, when I started engulfing all that, that's when I started rearranging my list. But I've always, you know, like was a DMX fan. You know, one of the um. My favorite albums was the Great Depression. It, you know, it, it helped me through a lot that that album. So it's like, you know, even with all these years and all the struggles that he's been through, you know, you know, like his music was always a constant on my playlist. You know, and it's just like, you know, that news. It it, it when he first went in the hospital, you know, I, I, like we heard, you know, OD, but I don't think that's what it was. I think it was a heart attack that he that he. That he had or whatever, and, and it's crazy that that's what they tried to portray it, you know, to get you know clicks, which I don't like. But when I first heard the news that he was in the hospital, I was just, you know, I was real sad because one of the last, one of the last um, interviews that I've heard from him was Drink Champs with with Nori, and that was like in February, and he sounded, you know, he sounded great, he sounded clear. Because I remember the last time I heard before him. For that was another Nori drink chance, and he and he sound out of it. So it was like the head well, that, 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 that I think that drink champs was a while back. Yeah, I know that was the last yeah. interview that I saw of him before the one in, in February that they just mm-hmm. released. So it was mm-hmm. just like to hear how clear he was, you know, after the the verses with Snoop Dogg, and it was just like, all right, he he's hitting that turn that that corner. He's he's doing more music. I think he just released. They just released another song with him this this week with French Montana and, and Swiss Beats. I believe I'm not. I'm not really sure. I didn't really listen to it. I got to give it a listen. But I just you know, it hurt. I ain't gonna hold you. Like there's a lot of deaths that you know we 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 seen in the, in that industry, and it was like this one hit just as kind of just as hard as the Michael Jackson one did. Right? Hell yeah! And I mean, you know, the sad part about it is this man had demons he didn't deserve. Yeah. And he turned into demons that he calls upon himself. 
you know, it's it's a sad cycle, you know, and my deepest condolences to him, his his fiance, his children, his ex-wife. Um, that journey through addiction is not one for the weak at heart. You know, when they when the addiction struggle is one that is a lifelong struggle and some days you overcome and some days you fall under. And unfortunately the day that he fell under, you know, helped cost him his life. You know, but it still doesn't take away from the fact that this man has given all he can give him give to the industry. Yeah. Or, you know, he's inspired a whole generation of rappers that don't even sing his praises. You never hear him in those top lists at all. You know, and it sucks. You guys always gave him his flowers. I always gave him his flowers. But there's some people who are now just jumping on the bandwagon to give him flowers, and that's kind of corny to me. It is. It is you know, people always wait until after somebody's gone to give them the flowers. Give them the flowers while they're here. But, you know, people just still don't understand the, the thrills of addiction. And it's it's something that once it gets a hold of you, it's, it's hell to get it off your back. It's one of the worst diseases to be caught up in. And and for people who don't understand that it is a disease, please do your homework. I'm not going to scold you. It's a, choice. Yeah. It's, it's a choice to not believe yeah. that it's a disease. But from what we know now, we know too much more now than mm -hmm. we did years ago. We know that, you know, a lot of it starts from trauma. And it's also kind of bravery to start, get up and try to fight even though you're still exhausted from finding those same traumas the day before. So it's it's not for the weak of heart. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, rotated from that, how, uh, outside of that, how was everybody's week? I'm still coming off that WrestleMania. I'm not even going to hold you. I'm not going to hold Yeah, this, this past weekend's uh, events were amazing to, to, to watch and, and – so some people be a part of it. It was amazing. So um, when you got back, Ted, I got back like Tuesday night. Was it Tuesday night? Or like Tuesday night. No, no I don't think I, I don't think Tay went. Yeah, I don't think Tay went. But you ain't gonna do any deaths there. I didn't know. Yeah, no, I, I know she didn't go. I know she didn't go. So I heard somebody yelling at me. I thought it was you. I mean, you know. <laughs> Of all other black women in Tampa, you just hear a yelling voice. And you just I think that's just your conscience. Yeah, I, think that's really, your conscience. I ain't gonna hold you. I could have heard. I could have sworn I heard. Matt, you better buy your son that seventeen dollar bucket of popcorn. Why is it seventeen dollars? Is what I'm trying to understand. We and then they know. give you this old Super Bowl bucket. Wrong, wrong event. It's the wrong event. <laughs> I'm not paying seventeen dollars just to see the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on the. No, no. Well, that that's. No. That's Tom Brady karma. So I figured that. <laughs> I figured Brady that. Like, I, I dead <laughs> thought about Pete. I'm like, Pete did this. Right? This no, whole did thing. This. The whole thing. He did, he did the whole thing. All right. <laughs> Speaking of Pete, you got some cookies for us today? I do. All right. I do. Let's get into it. Um, you don't have the swoop, so we can't really make fun of you today. So that bang hang. No that bang hang. <laughs> well, let's get to, let's, and he let's had get. that swag about when he was giving them quick hits too. I was like, he know he got his hair did. So right, he was not even looking like <laughs> looking like, like Al looking like Al Sharpton. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
I will stand with Alberto, you. Alberto, Alberto Sharpton. <laughs> <laughs> I would rather be Ricardo Rodriguez. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Uh, quick hit. I gotta find that whole thing. I, I gotta find that whole thing. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Quick Kids for the week of April the 17th. And this week, we are sponsored by the Bell Yang, the hair care product for when you need to, for when you need to pre-record your segment for your podcast a couple of days early. Put the Bell Yang in your hair. Trust me, it will work. With the gorilla glue. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Yo, his bang was like stuck, like it wasn't moving. Like, <laughs> Sadly, he saw he saw Greece on the outside of right before he did that. He was yeah, in Greece. You that that's one of my favorite movies. <laughs> you had Greece, a, about, oh, oh, outside Greece. Of, wow, I didn't like it. I don't know why. Outside is too, but Greece. Oh my goodness. Can I make can I make I'm an assumption? Can Amanda I make loves Greece. Oh my god. Can, can I make an assumption, Tay? But probably wrong. Are you a Rizzo girl? Yes, I'm a Rizzo girl. All right. Real fans of Greece. Real fans of Greece are Rizzo girls, I believe. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's get into Wait, some. Wait, you're a Rizzo kids. girl too? Yes, he is. <laughs> <laughs> he got you. <laughs> he got you. That was a good one. You lobbed that up. You I mean, I windmill that one. First ball. Google girls are the Sherry girls. All right. So going into quick hit. So uh, going into the NFL, let's start with Titans running back, legendary Titans running back Eddie George was named the head football coach at Tennessee State last week. Looking to turn that around and taking a book out of Jackson State's uh, playbook and hiring a former legendary player with little to no coaching experience. As we know, Jackson State hired Deion Sanders to be its head coach not too long ago. Moving to the NBA, Jamal uh, Donovan Mitchell, no structural damage shown in his in his ankle from that right ankle sprain that he suffered. So he will miss. A couple of games, but will not miss a long amount of time. But not the same can be said about Nuggets guard Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray out indefinitely, tearing his ACL in a non-contact injury against the Warriors. Jamal Murray was averaging 21 points, almost five rebounds, four assists, and shooting 41% from three this year. Also in the NBA, the Boston Celtics have found their missing piece, ladies and gentlemen. They have found the savior to help their team. As earlier today, the Celtics signed former number two overall pick Jabari Parker to a contract. I'm not even going to do it. I'm not doing it. (laughs) Next. (laughs) Uh, Going to the WNBA this past week. The WNBA draft happened for the first time in WNBA draft history. One team had both the number one overall and number two overall picks. The Dallas Wings had four picks in the first round. This round. The WNBA has 12 teams. Dallas had one, two, um, five. No, one, two, 
four and five, four, one, two, four, and seven, something like that. Yep. Uh, yeah. And they picked, they, they stood close to home with the number one overall pick, picking Charlie Collier, the first ever Texas Longhorns player, to be the number one overall pick in the NFL draft. And also the second. WNBA most- draft. That's why I said WNBA draft. No, you said the other sport. <laughs> yeah. Let's try that again. Charlie Collier was picked number one in the WNBA draft, the first ever Texas Longhorns player to be picked number one overall, and the second Big 12 player behind only Brittany Griner, uh, who was picked out of Baylor. Uh, So Charlie played for Texas, will be staying close to home in Dallas uh, with the Dallas Wings. Uh, And last in our quick hit segment, uh, many of you – well, actually, our second to last story – uh, many of you may have missed the history that got made uh, two weeks ago as Hideki Matsuyama became the first ever Japanese male player to win a golf major. And of all the majors, the man won the Masters, uh, winning the Masters at one under par. He becomes only the second ever uh, player, second ever Asian player to win a major tournament Um South Korea's Y.E. Yang won the 2009 PGA Championship. But Hideki Matsuyama becomes the first ever Japanese male to win a major championship and gets the green jacket at the 85th Masters. And last but not least in quick hits. For those of you who might have missed a little bit of history last Saturday night, when for the first time ever, two African-American women were in the main event at WrestleMania, when Bianca Belair took on Sasha Banks for the SmackDown Women's Championship in the main event of night one at WrestleMania, making history as the first ever, first ever time in the main event at WrestleMania, two black women have faced off. We have yet to see two black men face off for a world championship in the main event at WrestleMania, but I am sure that after our history-making turn at night one of this year's WrestleMania, that history-making turn is not far behind. And let us give I'm our- not going to hold you. We're talking about black women right now. So- this is true. And let us give our flowers. Let us end quick hits okay. by giving our flowers to the woman who won that match. Who won that match. Bianca Belair Ooh. becoming the new SmackDown Women's Champion. Hold up. Bam. Boom. (laughs) Let us end quick hits now. Right. Before I get before I get the Spanish rice smack out of me. Yes. Let's end quick hits. I see. Imagine. Boom. (laughs) Just gone. But no, give me our that would stayed in place was that the swoop. That was the only thing that stayed in place. (laughs) No, the swoop would have protected him. (laughs) She would have swung, he'd have been like. (laughs) listen in the days when i used to wear back in the days when i used to wear gel that would have that would have actually worked you mean last week i didn't (laughs) last week yesterday yesterday? (laughs) i actually had no no product in my head that was all water i I, I would never believe that i don't believe that at all we had soul blow or something Mm-hmm. No, the only thing the only thing I wear nowadays in my hair would be pomade, but that even that I rare I, I rarely wear. How old are you? 
had Pete on had Pete on quick hits looking like a Motown singer. I don't know what that was about. He had that David Ruffin. He had that David Let you go. Oh my god. Oh man, if he would have started Ooh. singing, we'd have to be in the back like <laughs> uh you guys make such <laughs> clip worthy stuff, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a boy, Damon. Uh, ain't nobody came to see you, Otis. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, when I was crazy about my daughter, I think I watched that. It was The Temptations, The Five Heartbeats, and Borat. Yo, we have to have, yo, we have to have like an after the year about those movies. I love The Five Heartbeats. The Five Heartbeats is my favorite. That's a classic. Like, that is a like, classic. When oh. they was on the car, I yes. Got nothing but love for you, baby. That was my oh man. But thank you, Pete, for quick hits. Um, in the world of sports, we got um, <laughs> we got some things to talk about today. Um, but let's get into it. <laughs> and for everybody who <laughs> want to know, this first topic <laughs> belongs to Matt. <laughs> We'll let y'all know. <laughs> First topic belongs I'm to just that. saying, I blame Bobby Brown. Oh boy. Oh man. Bro. No Bobby Brown slander. He was just on the red table. <laughs> I gotta see it. Was it good? It was I, I I got halfway through and then it got really, really really. How was Bobby Brown on the red table and they didn't just straight up commit like you you committed murder? How? Who? Wow. Whoa. 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 No, you are Where no. You, are we doing what? this? Are we blaming Bobby for Whitney? Are we doing no, this? You better not. You better no, not. She was on crack way before she met him. <laughs> she introduced him to it. Yeah. True. All he was trying to do was give her some good love, good loving, and some eggs. That's <laughs> all he was doing. Don't do that. Or eggs. Eggs. Turning crazy. Wow, wow. At the end of the day, her and her brother experimented with drugs. Way before she met Bobby, you know, he used to smoke weed and he used to, he was a bad alcoholic. Mm -hmm. That was the vice. His eyes used to be glassy as all hell. That was the vice he brought into the relationship. Mm -hmm. So, you know, but you see how the media is a juggernaut, though? Oh, dear. The media made everybody feel like this all American princess, which, you know, God rest her soul, Whitney Houston, amazing voice. You get what I'm saying? No voice like hers. My mom loved that woman, boy. I love her. Oh, my gosh. Mm. You, it, you could not have been a child in the 80s without your parents. One of your parents, at least, like it with me. Saving All My Love played every day. I couldn't stand I tell you, I honestly more. believe there are, and, and there are very few people that you can badmouth in a, in a in a in a home, but I think there is not a, there is very few, if any, black households that you could ever say a, a bad thing about Whitney and not get jumped for. Whitney oh. and Michael. Yeah, Whitney, Whitney and Michael. Whitney and Michael, but yeah. All right, guys. Hey, yeah, it's Michael. Michael. Yeah, no, no, no. I agree with Michael. I agree with Michael. Yeah. I agree with Michael. All right, y'all. Today's topic. Let's get into it. All right. 
So, Aaron I Carter. Can't <laughs> I can't even believe this is even going to be a topic. It's just. I, I'm going to start putting screenshots of our conversations in the chat. When you said this at the beginning of the week. On Monday. The press on Monday. Like, you said this on Monday. I hey, looked at the press conference like they got to touch on this. We got to touch on this. This is going to be hilarious. This is this is this is going to be fun. <laughs> this is must see. So, Matt, I want to know who if they even want to make it know. to the fight. The floor, is yours. the floor is yours, Matt. Lord <laughs> Jesus, help us. Lamar Odom is fighting Aaron Carter coming up soon. It's uh-huh. coming soon like a Dwayne Johnson movie, and it's going to be the most car crash that the biggest car crash we've seen since Tiger Woods. Too soon. Too soon. Hello, too soon. All right, we're gonna play the clip. We're gonna my play bad. the clip of, of the press conference. <laughs> That's my fault. My bad. Aaron Carter. Aaron Carter. Aaron Carter. My man had on a Dwayne The Rock Johnson shirt, and he was about to bring it. That's oh. what I like to see. I That's have, what I like to see. So, I ain't I even have, I, have, I have so many. I have so many questions. I have. <laughs> I have so many concerns. Air calls from the streets. Air calls from the streets. Who's going to stand? Who's going to stand? Beat the dog shit. Air calls from the streets. He is from Yo. the streets. He, no, yeah. but for real though, nah. real talk. Aaron Carter is winning that fight. I Did you so, see? So, so, question, yep. question. So, I, I have, I have lots of questions. One, how in the blue hell is Lamar Odom even cleared to be in any kind of physical confrontation? The man is still in his 18th, you know, withdrawal. Okay. From God knows what drugs he been taking, okay. He that he was, might. Could, I don't know see, this, this episode. You he is He's not going to disrespect you know, Lamar like Odom like you know, he like from Queens. First off, first off, as a Queens Ridge native, you don't do that. Hold on, is this the same thing that he was on crack? I mean, what? I mean, what are you guys saying? Hold up, Pete. I'm gonna let you finish, but I'm gonna show you all what the fight really gonna look like. Two old men. That's two old men. That's what it's gonna look like. <laughs> two old ain't body, two old body having men <laughs> fighting each other. Ain't, ain't this How the old man? Is Aaron Carter? He's like he's older than y'all though. He's like in his early. Alexa, how old is Aaron Carter? She got money. Eric Carter's fifty-one years old. He is not fifty-one years old. No, no, Eric Carter's thirty-three. Eric Carter's thirty-three. He's 33. He's born December 87. Now, okay. This is the problem. 
Right. Alexa, Alexa must have been smoking that crack and Lamar Odom was smoking. Let me tell you something. I don't know why these two men are doing this. Money. I don't know. But what kind of it gotta be who's first of all, who's watching that? It's Trilla. It's the same thing that I'm did the Nate that. Robinson thing. Yeah, but I'm what was watching. the main event? But hold on, what was the main event that night? The main event that night was, was Mike Tyson, Tyson and Ron Jones, Jones. Right? Yeah, you must you must have forgot. You must have forgot. <laughs> yeah. So mm-hmm. are these two the headliners? I'm not even too sure. I just okay. I I know there's a trailer Number fight tonight though. Number one, I'm not gonna hold you, but the people who put that together, they are so money grubbing and hungry, and, and they're foul. not looking out for the best interests of these two men. Aaron Carter does not look good. It's like I'm a sorry. It's gonna be a crackhead fight. It's gonna be the funniest shit I've ever about Kevin Carter's mental well-being going into this match. He looked very, very, very unsettling during oh that head-to-head. And to be honest with you, the people, I you should be ashamed of yourselves for putting on the spectacle. Because I, I didn't see that. Um, Press conference until just now. Hey, now I, swear. I knew that this was going to happen, and I've been saying this for weeks and weeks and months that Iron Carter is going to beat Lamar Odom. But oh, they're both losers in this whole thing because oh, they ways to make money. I now know what I want candy meant this all, all these years. I never right. knew. So disgusting. <laughs> Yo, y'all gotta, you got to chill. You got to chill. Pete, what, Pete what, are you, what, what is your complete thoughts on this? <laughs> Oh, is Lord. that how he beat Shaq? LeBron Odom trying to get payback. <laughs> I gotta go. I gotta. Yo, we're about to kick his ass off the show. <laughs> yo, yo, between Matt and Peter. Oh, <laughs> oh man! All these years, I wonder how he beat Shaq. Now I know why LeBron Odom trying he to get one more. He got one more. He got one more. Pete, go, please, go, please. Him and Hillary Duff, they both look like them. Okay. <laughs> it can't get worse. I know I'm lobbing it and I'm putting this in on it, but it re- whatever you beat oh. the say, it really just can't get any worse. <laughs> it's not even funny. I'm really concerned. No, I am too. Lamar Odom, out of the two, looks the healthiest because Lamar Odom had the most money to, to get himself in condition. He was just about to play two years ago in the big three. I think so, he's about to play now, didn't he? I, yeah. I just read something about him getting. I think he's trying to he's trying to play again, so he's in some type of condition to play. Aaron Carter looked like he just came off the corner. I'm going. I'm going with my older man. I, I got. I'm, that's my. I'm. He's a New York treasure, man. I ain't gonna hold you. This I'm, is. I'm a fan Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Aaron Carter is a strong young man. Okay. I, I had a comment. Yo, shit, I know what you was going to say. Too. I had a comment. <laughs> I don't, had a comment. Don't. But me and you both know we are both from New York. You especially from Brownsville. So I know you seen. Go ahead, Pete. I'm not going to say nothing. Go ahead, Pete. You're going to get canceled. Go ahead, Pete. You seen some crackhead fights. I'm just ain't, ain't this the man? First of all, let, let, let's just take take a step into the wayback machine for a minute. I yes, want to take I want to take people back <laughs> to, to October of 2015. I thought about the 80s, pump that bass. When Lamar Odom was found unconscious in a brothel 
in Nevada. Hey, it wasn't his fault. They slipped Stop him it. something. Stop they it. slipped him something. Stop you got to hear him on Drake Chance. He tells the Stop whole story. I I'm listen. taking his word for it. Okay. Chloe, Chloe, you know. Listen. You know. Chloe what? what? The man. Don't you dare. Look. Don't you dare. <laughs> Hold on. He saved his life. Don't you dare. <laughs> Look. Don't you dare. In 2015, this man was found unconscious at a Nevada brothel with a large amount of drugs in his system. And according to doctors, suffered kidney failure, multiple heart attacks, and at least a dozen strokes. I know people who who can barely survive one stroke without it having some kind of detrimental effect to that to their mental to their mental stability and mental health. Okay? And doctors said straight up that him pulling through was miraculous and they were unsure about the long-term effects on his mind and body. Well, doctors in Nevada, I present to you Lamar Odom versus Aaron Carter, a boxing match. We have obviously figured out that there have been a long-term negative effect to this man's mind because there had to be something broken in this man's mind for him to think that this man is going to go into a box. This man has no business in a ring. Secondly, secondly, okay, when did Aaron Carter look like he was supposed to be the main star of the, you know, of that old show on HBO about the hookers from Hunts Point? The guy's got a face tattoo that looked like was done at a strip club by a glow-in-the-dark light. Okay, what the hell is going on with Aaron Carter? Okay, I don't understand what's going on with these people. Both of these, listen, okay, somebody's on drugs, and I think it's the guy who booked the fight. I think it's the guy who booked the fight. Okay, um, this is unconscionable. This is, should be unconstitutional. I agree. This is, I whoever agree. booked this fight should never be allowed to book a fight or an entertainment thing ever again. These two men should not be... Honestly, somebody in authority, right. somebody in power has to step in and say, yo, pay these two people. This fight cannot happen. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is going to be worse than Nate Robinson getting knocked out. I think so. Let me tell you something. Jake Paul and Nate Robinson is one thing. You know what I'm saying? But Lamar Odom and uh, Aaron Carter is a whole different story. It's been well documented that Aaron Aaron Carter's had his problems with demons and stuff like that. And I feel like if there is a way to, to regain some type of relevancy, this is not it. No. no I, this, this is the type of thing you would see on the cartoon celebrity death match. This is not something we need to see in real life. That's true. Absolutely. Absolutely. To and somebody, um, please fix Aaron Carter face tattoo. Why the man got a face tattoo? Please fix that. It looked terrible. He did that, he did that during one of his um his benders. It looked mm -hmm. terrible. It and looked it's sad because this kid one time was like the Justin Bieber before Justin Bieber. You know what I'm saying? He he laid the groundwork for those the Biebers and and the whatever the other ones' names are. But you know, it's sad to see that you know. They're exploiting these men. Absolutely, absolutely. And I'm not buying that paper for nothing, especially seeing that that whole debacle. They look like they were fighting outside of a freaking pizza shop in a mall. 
Yo, Pete! Yo, Pete! Oh, my God. Okay. We're going to... Boom, jam. Moving forward. <laughs> Yo, he beat the Shaq. worst. I think he might beat Lamar Odom. Who knows? Lamar Odom from Queensbridge, though, so I don't know. Like, Queensbridge people don't get beat up. Like, what I are you talking about? Survived the Kardashian. I think we need to give him a little bit I, more I know. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. People are so quick to say Kardashian woman curse and this, that, and the third. That's not fair because he came into this situation like this. You get what I'm saying? And that girl stuck by him through that. Do you know how embarrassing it had to have been that he was cheating on her with prostitutes and using and bringing his friends in the house and using in her house? Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? And do you know that it took her a lot to let go of him? And then to still, at his darkest hour, to still show up and be in his corner? That is a woman. Hey, she's a woman. I give you that. All right. Look at that. Oh, man. All right. You going to air Pete? What? Oh, we're, mo- we're moving I, on. I, we're moving on. We're not talking about this no more. I'm not, I'm we're not picking, talking about this no more. Listen, we're not. Picking, no, 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 no. We're not talking about this. No, no. We're moving on. One person that neither Aaron Carter or Lamar Odom have obviously spoken to in a long time. Make sure. Oh. What? All right. God, I'm about to remove you. I thought you were going to say that crazy. I had my hand on the remove button. I was like this. I was like. <laughs> I'm going with God. I thought you were going to say therapist, but that's true. I thought you were going to say a dealer. I was, yeah. I was ready for something. That no, no, Matt would say that. Matt would say that. Lamar Odom <laughs> needs to talk to Shaq. Figure out, you know, no, all his Lamar, mistakes. Let me tell you something. Lamar Odom don't need to be doing this to himself. Absolutely not. He doesn't I need. Wonder to. How much they getting paid? I'm about to Google that. Please do. Please I, I, do. I, I, yes, and and bring and and bring, we'll we'll bring it up later. All on. I know is that Rasul Butler better be right behind him because apparently Rasul Butler cost cost Lamar Odom one hundred twenty thousand dollars in a club once because he bought a bottle and Rasul Butler looked at him and said, "Yo, step your game up." And next thing you know, he bought like twelve Moets, cost him one hundred twenty grand in the club. That's tough. That's tough. All right, that's a charity. Fight. Going going. Moving from that, they are Lamar, the charity. Moving from that, going into uh, Lamar Odom's teammate, Ooh. that's tough. Moving into Lamar Odom's former teammate, um, as many of us know, um, Kobe was slated to go in the Hall of Fame last year, along with KG, um, um, okay. Timmy, Timmy, and, uh, and a few others. Um, due to pandemic and his uh, untimely passing, um, that was not the case. But this year in the Hall of Fame, they are dedicating the 2020 and the 2021 class this year. And Michael Jordan will be presenting um, Kobe Bryant into the Hall of Fame this year. Um, I don't see any other person who could have done it out, probably outside of his his, his wife. Mm-hmm. Or Shaq. Or, or Shaq. But Michael Jordan seems like the most obvious choice. Um Tay, I'll start with you. What is your thoughts on, on, on this? How big is this? It is a monumental moment. I think that, you know, Kobe's un- untimely death, you know what I'm saying, is it's one of the biggest sports tragedies in my lifetime. And I feel as if, there, like you said, there was no one else more suited 
beside behind his wife and maybe even tie it with Shaq, you know, and um and MJ. But this is one of the biggest like homages that MJ could pay to Kobe by inducting him into the Basketball Hall of Fame. I think it's a big deal. Um, and I think it's it's deserving. It, he's he deserves his flowers. Absolutely, Pete. Your thoughts? Um, I mean, I think the only other person, as as y'all said, besides uh, Shaquille O'Neal or or his wife, um, would have been a collection of Lakers teammates that he's played with before and past teammates and coaches as a collective uh, putting something together. I would like to see the NBA Hall of Fame put together some kind of video package uh, with uh, past players and coaches uh, talking about the legacy that Kobe left, even some of his greatest opponents talking about the legacy that Kobe left, not only on them as players, but on the league. Um, I, I, I really wish David Stern was still alive because I would love to hear David Stern speak on Kobe. Um, you know, because, you know, David, David Stern, you know, you saw in every kind of interaction he had with Kobe, he had real, uh, love for Kobe Bryant. Um, you know, I, I don't think there's going to be anything, though, no matter what, even Mike, even Mike, I don't, I don't think there's anything that's going to reach the magnitude of what Kobe Bryant deserves outside of Kobe Bryant being there to speak for himself, which we all wish he was. Um, uh, something in my heart um, really does hope that his wife and his daughter um, are able um, to uh, be, you know, uh, spoken to and have something to say and are part of this celebration of his life uh, and his career. Um, I just, I just wish Kobe. I really wish Kobe was here for this honor. I really wish because he, he deserved uh, to to stand up there and and get his flowers um, at this moment. Absolutely, Matt. Um. Well, it all makes sense, you know, for you know Michael Jordan to to you know present him into the to the Hall of Fame because there was anybody that was the closest of you know being him or like remotely coming close to even mimicking everything that he does. He was like a clone. He wasn't the exact clone, but he was the closest thing to him as far as imitation and the will to win, the killer instinct. His, all his mannerisms, it, it was Kobe Bryant. So it's just like it, it just made so much sense, you know, for for Michael Jordan to to present a man. You know, like Pete and Tay said, it's it's gonna be hard because you just you wish he was there to accept it and to you know. I know he knew how great he was. We all know that Kobe knows or knew how great he was. But this is the affirmation. This is the affirmation of all affirmations to you know his his career and the legacy that he left. You know, it's just it, you know it's gonna be. It's I look forward to it. You know, it's gonna be a beautiful thing. But you know, it kind of still doesn't make up the fact that he's not gonna be here for it. That's you know, that's where I'm at with it. I agree. I think um, everything is coming full circle in a way. Um, from Kobe calling MJ, but Kobe and MJ playing in Kobe's rookie year, um, Kobe playing MJ's retirement game, playing MJ in one of his last games, retirement games, to 
like I said, now Jordan being able to induct him, somebody he looked up to, somebody who was like a little brother to Jordan. Mike and Michael Jordan says this, and you know we speak. We spoke about last year that Jordan doesn't really open up to people. You, we did. We just found out a whole bunch of stuff because of the documentary last year. Right here, he like he said it even at Kobe's funeral. That was like his little brother, and you can see a lot of the similarities. And again, this is one of the highest honors as a basketball player and a lot of players now, regardless of of, of how how anyone views Michael Jordan, the person, the player is. <laughs> is again it's a, it's a supreme honor to be recognized by him as a player <laughs> see look see i know how to dodge bullets y'all just be walking into them so gotta relax, gotta relax. Gotta relax. <laughs> you telling me to relax yes you you gotta telling relax. me gotta i relax. you saw the depth there right you gotta relax i saw it but I don't walk into it like y'all. Y'all just be blah blah blah, and then they go into it. I don't look directly into the box until it's too late, and I'm like, ah, oh, okay, you yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's your fault. Yeah, that's you. So, I'm a work so in you. progress. I'm a work in progress. <laughs> the Pete got the right mentality. He just mutes him because he says that no, I ain't doing this. Right. <laughs> he just got the right mentality. Yeah, yeah. He be talking. About, she didn't watch. She don't like what I'm about to say. That's, that's what he does. Matt, your dog. Get him some water or something. Like, what the hell? I think somebody just walked into the house. That's what, okay. what, what she does. Yeah. Okay. There it is. There it is. Let me go. Let me go. Mike was jamming. All right. Um, so from that to Brooklyn Nets been talking crazy lately. This this they've been talking pretty spicy for a team that don't got everybody playing at the same time. Um, whether it be K KD Twitter finger. No lie, I heard um, that. No lie, they ain't talking spicy. The Sixers was talking spicy. Not specifically Ben Simmons. Don't do that. It wasn't them talking spicy? Talking about some. Um, it's only one ball, and you you know you still got to play defense. Shut up. You can't shoot. Shut up. Shut up. All that talk. We're and, gonna jump shot. And, and, and KD can't KD can't see me get overload manager himself. I, I'm mad at that. Don't get me wrong. You dropped 30 the night before and then you go on you you, you disappear. Then you said. Yeah, I was, it, nah, then you said I'm aggravated with that. You missed too many too many games for you to be just right. So you know, keep um, booing. We, we don't need that. Right, right. So let, let, let's get right into it. Let's get right into it. Smoke section. So, yes, earlier this week, Uncle Shannon, Uncle Shay Shay, and KD had a little exchange. It was really bad on Kevin Durant because, you know, all the stuff that he's been going through for the last couple of weeks, especially with the thing with Michael Rappaport. And you're just not making yourself look even. You're not looking make, You're not looking good, period. Even if you might have been right. we don't. I don't necessarily know the whole statistic to it. I just know you need to shut the hell up and play. That's what you need to do. I'm tired of all the bull stuff of you texting and using your Twitter fingers. You we don't need it. Shut up and dribble. No, I'm not telling him shut up and dribble. I'm saying shut up and play. You need to play. 
We don't need you talking all this tracks and getting going back and forth with fans and shit. We don't need it. We need for you to be on the court. Kyrie is by himself right now. James Harden has a hamstring injury, and he's out for a little bit. You need to play. You missed like 30 games already. Play. You, you already said, I mean, granted, you tore your Achilles. You was out for a year. You messed up your hamstring. You're cleared to play. Play. There should be no reason why you didn't play in that sense game after Ben Simmons was talking all this trash about how they the best team in the East, which is up for debate. They're playing really good. They're a real great team. I'm not going to deny that. I'm not going to be biased. They're a really great team. But everybody and their mom knows what this next team is capable of if they're hitting on all cylinders. We're not going to make it seem like they're not, they can't possibly be the best offensive team assembled in the history of the NBA. You so, like you like technicalities, bro, but I'm going to let I, you live. I'm, I don't like technicalities. I'm Look. It's up for debate. We will find out in the playoffs who is the best team in the East. And that's just that. It's not much of a debate. We can we can we can assume that the Nets are the best team in the East. Why? Because they got three superstars on one team. We can assume that. But it all goes down into them series. If they're healthy, there should be no excuses to why you lose to the Philadelphia Sixers or the Milwaukee Bucks. It should be no excuses. If y'all are all healthy. Y'all did this for a reason. Y'all getting all of this scrutiny because of this team assembled for a reason, to win a championship. So if y'all don't make it to the finals, what is it for? What is all of this sitting out for? What is it for? You got teams coming at y'all saying y'all ain't worth nothing. Y'all cheating. Y'all stacking the deck. They got all this to talk about. They are literally highlighting y'all mishaps. Which is the Twitter stuff, the lack of defense, Blake Griffin and Lamarcus Aldridge, which we found out earlier this week that he retired. Um, um, congratulations on your career. It's, it's a sad thing to hear about. You know, you had a great what 17, 16 year career. It, it was it, you, you was you was that dude in in the post in the mid range. You was that dude. I'm sorry to see you go, especially because you just joined the Nets and probably was going. You probably could have. This is your best shot at getting that ring. And for it to end that way, it sucks. But back to my my you know my point, you have all these players that got to y'all at a discount price for y'all to get to this goal. Don't sit out games, especially if you're healthy. What are you sitting out games for? And this is a game that decided the number one. Because y'all both were tied for number one. Ben Simmons is talking trash. Joel Embiid was bodying him. Bodying him. All down the post. Bodying him. And there was no Kevin Durant in sight. We know why LaMarcus Aldridge wasn't there. Blake Griffin was nowhere to be found, which I said to Pete a couple weeks ago. He was just going to be a body on the roster because he's going to always sit out or he's going to always be hurt. This is why I said that. There's no reason... Why Kevin Durant dropped 30 the night before and then he doesn't show up for the Sixers game? Can't afford this. There is a reason. There is a reason. Chemistry is everything. There is a reason. And you said it, you said it yourself. The reason is because this team's goal is to win a championship. 
And so Kevin Durant being the healthiest he can be, okay, to win a championship is what's necessary. That's why they're being ultra conservative with James Harden and what they need to do. Now, the loss of LaMarcus Aldridge is a major thing. But at the end of the day, they want this team to be 100% healthy going into the playoffs. They go into the playoffs 100% healthy because let's be very honest. The only team that has a chance to stop the, the Brooklyn Nets at full strength is the Los Angeles Lakers at full strength in a seven-game series. That is it. So we believe. Okay, listen. So we I listen, believe. I love, I love the man that I think should be the MVP. I love what Joel Embiid has been doing this year. I love what Doc Rivers has been able to get out of Philly. But I, oh. I, unfortunately, Philly is a talk big team and they don't deliver. Right? Okay. Boston, Boston has not delivered in the playoffs the last couple of years. Miami's not the, Miami doesn't seem to be the same team. Toronto does not seem to be the same team. So right now in the East, okay, and um, and you know what? I'm on the same train as, as Tay and as Dre and as you. I don't trust Giannis and Milwaukee, right? Man, they've been playing good. They've so, been playing good. Yeah, but they always play good in the yeah, I, I, I give you that. I know, right. like always. So, Yo, so the Bucks me, are like the Paul George of the East Conference. To me, like, there's no one in the East. If the Nets are at full strength with or with or without Lamarcus Aldridge, there's no team in a seven game series in the Eastern Conference that's going to beat the Nets at full strength. Now in the West, okay, I think there are. I, I thought the Nuggets could be one, but I don't know if they're going to do that without a Jamal Murray. Not without Jamal Murray. It's not going to happen. Uh, uh, the Jazz, the Jazz, the Suns, and the Lakers, but only one of them can make the the West, uh, the West NBA Finals, right? Uh, back to the Denver Nuggets thing, right? What like What is your initial oh. statement about the, the Denver Nuggets? You don't think they were going to make noise or they're not going to make it out the first round? I don't think, I think, I, I think they can make it out the first round depending on who their opponent is. But I don't think that. And, and, Matt, before you go on, I just want to kind of pass that on now to Tay because I know Tay was trying to say something because uh, she was going to make a point, and then I just finished my point. So, Tay, uh, please carry on. Okay. Well, um, <laughs> I am in full agreement with um, with Pete on a couple of things. But um, I don't feel like the Brooklyn Nets are as scary as people thought they were. This is something that I've been saying. I feel as if all you have to do is put a little defense on them and they won't know what to do. I'm just being honest. You get what I'm saying? I think that if Miami had a defense first mentality, they could still be a scary team if they make it to the first, second round of the playoffs, depending on seeding. You get what I'm saying? I feel like the Philadelphia 76ers are your traditional uh, Doc Rivers team. They do an amazing job during the season. They are a seasoned team. You get what I'm saying? But they are not always a playoff team. Something, I don't know what it is about Doc Rivers' teams. You get what I'm saying? But they get to the second round of the playoffs, and they it's as if they forget the caliber of team they are. It's as if they those all those rookie immature mistakes that they should be making during the season, they make them all during the playoffs. And we tend to forget that the Hardens, 
the Durants, and the Kyries. They all make those similar mistakes in the playoffs, bro. They do. Well, I'm, I'm looking at when they've played against other, when they played in tandem with other superstars, or when they didn't. You know, when you had Harden, uh, Durant, and Westbrook in um, the Oklahoma City Thunder, that's what this team is reminding me of. Mm. That is what this team is reminding me of. I get where you're going, but I don't think Russell Westbrook is the same kind of caliber guard or, you know, as Kyrie Irving is. I think, I think Kyrie Russell Irving is a lot better. more skillful. And I, I feel like Russell Wilson, I think Russell Westbrook, Westbrook is a better player than and Kyrie. I don't, and James Harden is not the same player then that he is now. So, I yeah. Also, yeah, but I, James Harden is better than he was, better yeah. than he was now. And I would say this I 100% agree with Tay on the assessment that Russell Westbrook is uh, a much better player than, than Kyrie Irving. Um, but I also think Harden, you know, like he was then, he's more dangerous now. He can take over a game more now as a number one option than he could back then. But I think what's really good, and this is where Harden excels. This is why before you go like, before you go into that 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 soliloquy, when you, with the Russell Westbrook and Kyrie Irving thing, as far as IQ, you think Russell Westbrook is better is, is better than Kyrie Irving? IQ, I do. I do personally. I, I, I heard you. I want, I want, I do, I want to see I it. Think, I think it's it's I, slightly, slightly. I think I think Westbrook Westbrook is more dependable. I think Westbrook's head is more in the game sometimes than a Kyrie. Um, I think Westbrook does a lot more. Obviously, does a lot more. Uh, Russell Westbrook make more mistakes than Kyrie. Well, yeah, that's because West, Russell Westbrook is a more reckless player than right, a Kyrie. So you just answer. So you answer my question, isn't it? Uh, I don't think it has to do with IQ, though. It yeah. does. You know what I'm saying? But and, I, I also, in the playoffs, when, when it's a chess type of situation, it does. But it you're matters. not looking for – you're not looking. It's hard to compare the two. Let me, let me just be honest with you. What you're looking for from Kyrie, you're not looking for from Russ, if that makes any sense. Uh, it makes 100% sense. You know right? what I'm saying? Like – it's hard for me to put them in that category. What I'm saying as far as when you when you look at those Oklahoma City Thunder teams, right, and when you look at this Brooklyn Nets team, there's two things that are glaring at me right now, right? Harden is a better player. KD is not. What? KD is not. KD is not what? KD is not better now than he was in OKC. I don't think so. I personally don't think so. With injuries included, I can With see why she. Included. I can see why. I can see why she said that. In yeah, terms injuries of, included. It, this, it, this, this is going by years. Mm-hmm. You know, he has years on his body now. He's had a lot more injuries on his body now. He's not the same player, right? And then you, when you're looking at Harden is a better player, I, I'll give you that. Kyrie is not as strong to me on the floor as what you're, you're looking at Westbrook as your number one or your number two. You're not looking at Kyrie as your one or two. You're looking at Kyrie as, as your third best option on yeah. that. Yeah, and I think, but I think this is where this is where I was going to get with Harden, right? This is where I think Harden excels, and this is why I think we saw a lot of negativity surrounding Harden, a lot of what the way that they projected him in, in Houston. Mm-hmm. Harden is better when he has players that he can feed off of. Harden Harden has the basketball ability and skill 
to be a number one player. But he is better as a number two because he has the ability to be a number one. But when he has somebody who can take the focus off of him, when he has somebody who can take the onus off of him, when he can just play and not have to worry about being the playmaker and not have to worry about being the focus offensively of the team, I think that's where you see Harden really excel. Harden is the kind of player to me who needs to be a Robin but has the ability to be a Batman Batman. but cannot be a Batman himself. I agree. Well, here's my thing. I agree. Here's my uh, my thing about Brooklyn in general. Um, like, I just don't think they can get over that injury hump. And if they're faking, not faking, but if they're really, really load management, load managing until the playoffs, then and nobody's really saying anything, people need to go back and apologize to LeBron James. People need to go back and apologize to the San Antonio Spurs for, for doing for doing the same thing. I say LeBron James because in the Cleveland years, LeBron James did the same thing. The la- the second time around. When, 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 when? The second time he was when in Kyrie, Cleveland. Kyrie. With, with Kyrie. I don't remember him missing games. I don't really ever really remember LeBron yes, missing he, games he, like that. He's That's load managed. He's load yeah. managed. Not to the excess that's happening right not now. To the excess, <laughs> not to the excess, but he was doing it, and then he was getting crucified for it. San Antonio Spurs was doing it. They were getting crucified for it. Now the Brooklyn Nets are doing it, and nobody's saying. I'm not gonna hold you to, and and I know you know Mm -hmm. some like we 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 kind of some of us get at Stephen A, but I kind of agree with him on a on a you know situation Mm -hmm. when it comes to LeBron. LeBron has earned the right to miss games. (laughs) Let's be one hundred percent. He's in his what 18th season. He played almost every game last year. He's played every game exactly, including the bubble games. He's earned the right. To miss games, he's in the latter part of his career. Even though he doesn't look it, and his skills has not declined at all to to, uh-huh. to, to go along with that. But the man is up there in age. He's up there, and and you got to understand that this is supposed to be the build up to it being Anthony Davis's team, right? So he's earned the right to miss games. I would never crucify LeBron James, even if he's not as hurt as that you know we think he is. And he's missing these games. He has the right to miss games. I think every veteran, I think every veteran has the right to miss games. And I think as long as it's clear with your, I think as long as it's clear with your team, as long as it's clear with your coach. Yeah. See, so when when it gets I to that point, I here's here's what I say. I'm not saying just be like, you know what? I don't feel like playing today. But it's a what the Brooklyn Nets did was something that Pop got fined for. A couple years ago, this was a nationally televised game, first yeah. of all, and this was a seed, basically a seed game. It was a seed game. It was, it was, a, seeding, a, seed game. It was a seeding game. So, with that being said, I can get James Harden because James Harden is actually hurt. Kevin Durant just played. And he wouldn't miss a game even if right. he tried to make. Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant just played the night before. Well, the thing with Blake Griffin is they and they and they and they they set themselves up for this one. They announced when they when they acquired Blake that he would be on an injury maintenance plan to make sure that he was uh, playing to the best of his ability. So they 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 set themselves up for being able to do things like this. What I think what what Pop got fined for in theory was the same thing, but he sat 
all of his obviously 100% healthy big three just because. And that's where the NBA had a problem with it. Like, hold up. There's no injuries. There's nothing. If Pop had freaking fudged an injury report, they wouldn't have given him nothing. But there were three obviously healthy players, and Pop just sat them for a nationally televised game. And that's where the NBA got upset. Again, I think think it was wrong. The coach and the players should be able to do as they please as long as they're all in agreement with what's going on. No, that Well, that's – again – that's not fair. You get paid to play 82 games, play your 82 games. This is what I'm saying. Play your 82 games. If you can't, if you can't play up to the expectations of your contract, you are contractually obligated to play 82 games unless barring injury. Right. If you feel like you're at a stage in your career where you can't go a full season, it's time to hang up the boots. Well, I mean, every sport – Every sport builds in days off, with the exception of the NFL, because they okay. they, they only play no. once a week. So they no. do build in. They, with the exception of the NFL, because they play once a week. Any sport that has a long form season, Major League Baseball, mm-hmm. football, I mean uh, basketball, uh, hockey, they all build in days off for veteran and or star players. So they they they're never expected. To play, even if they're one hundred percent completely healthy, no. I hear you, and and it's a little bit more weirder now because it's a condensed season, so there's a lot more back to backs, and right, like in like a four or five day span, like you'll you'll probably be not playing for like three or four days, and then you're playing like three or four days back to back. I hear you, and I get it, mm-hmm. and I understand, but you played what was it? It was Monday, and then the game was Tuesday. Yep. Like, you've been out for 28 to 29 games. You were advertised as back. You should have played. You've been out for almost three months, bro. Come exactly. On. Like, you have to, like, you have to play. Like, you I, have I, to play. I'm no, sorry. Look, and, one, I, I'm, a, I'm in agreement right. with all of you. I didn't understand the direct one. That to. one I didn't understand. I understood Blake. I understood everybody. I didn't understand. Blake, I get it. I just didn't agree with the fact that they signed him knowing that he wasn't he look. Let's be clear. He's not the same Blake Griffin from the Clippers. He's not. He hasn't no. been that for five years. Exactly. I'm talking about health wise. Yeah, right. I agree with you on that. Tay. I don't think they expected that. But no, I'm just saying health wise. Yes. Not just yeah, absolutely. Talent. I'm talking about no. health wise. So yeah, that's what we're talking about. That's what we're talking about. It's just about. a matter of you just picked him up to be a because he's a name and he's just going to be a body on the roster. If you're not going to get what you need out of him, and 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 let's be clear. And this is why I asked Pete when we when, and y'all when we first when this was first being announced and it was and it was in the process. What are you looking? What what is the purpose of getting Blake Griffin? What is his role going to be? Well, his role is unfortunately I'm going to name the player whose role he's there to fill, but he's not he's not anywhere near what this player did or or could have done for their team in comparison. Okay, are you saying Dan Woody? No, he's a. He was essentially signed for the same reason Miami signed Chris Anderson way back in the day. He was there to be a big body and get boards, and that's it. Now, Chris Anderson turned that into a really valuable vent, a bench spot, and he boy, started boy. on occasion, and Chris Anderson showed that he was still a very valuable player. Blake Griffin's nowhere, not going to do what Chris Anderson did, 
but he was signed to essentially fill the same role that a Chris Anderson was signed to fill in Miami during that time. But here's my better question. Where are the bangers in the NBA? Where are those guys that are you can sign to a contract and are going to go out there like a Chris Anderson who are going to give you quality minutes, who are going to give you the nitty-gritty, who are going to give you those things so you don't have to sign the washed-up name who's literally just there to chase a ring because he's your boy. Well, no, I, I agree with that. I think that Yeah, I think for everything, you see what um, the Clippers are doing. They keep signing Boogie to 10 days. I think Boogie could have had Blake's spot and would have been more productive and actually would have been playing. I'm like, I, I would have I understood Boogie a lot more than Blake Griffin. I understood Marcus Aldridge more than I understood Blake Griffin. I, I didn't understand. It, I, I understood didn't understand Lamarcus Aldridge either until I really, I had to really sit yeah, and Marcus think. Aldridge like, is a is a big we body. We make it excuses for the fact that, that you have to sign these names because your big three is injury prone. That you need a roster. You need depth. That was that was another most most important. That was, but that was KD, KD, KD is injury prone. I'm just but did happy. we not talk about this? Go back into the archives. Did we not talk about this when we almost all of us, with the exception of Matt to some degree, I think, explicitly said mm-hmm. the Brooklyn Nets had no business making a trade for James Harden that would deplete their entire team. And it ended up not deplete, and it ended up not depleting the team, which made it worse. Like, like they didn't really lose they anything. They still don't have the depth for me. Right. They they lost. They, they picked they up Marcus Aldridge and Blake Griffin, and they're not there. And I would rather had Jared Allen right now. And Karis Levert. I, I would rather had Karis Levert. I'd rather have Jared Allen. Don't get me wrong. Let me put let me put it out there so it doesn't get lost in tape. James Harden has been a a fantastic player since arriving in Brooklyn, and we are all seeing what a motivated James Harden can be. But again, mm. I don't believe the Nets needed to mortgage what they mortgaged for James Harden, especially when you mortgage the depth. Because what Tay said is one hundred percent accurate. We know that Kevin Durant is injury prone okay so we know we need the depth absolutely so um one last thing on the nba um there's been some back and forth with some players about the playing tournament um mainly (laughs) mainly because um people are like people are saying well it's not fair Yo, y'all are funny. It's not fair because, you know, 9 and 10 should have better records to, to get into the playoffs. I get what they did in the bubble, and that was basically the peak interest. But real quick, do you think this playing tournament thing is going to be available for the next five years or so? I hope not. I think it will be. Here's the thing. It will be. Here's why. It will be for the same reason the NFL went to a 17th game. Revenue, more television time, more ads, more revenue, more butts in the seats when stadiums are able to fill up and arenas are able to fill up again. That's what it is. Playoff, 
playoff basketball, just like any other sport, playoff sports are going to bring higher ad rates and buys and money and things like that. So, yes, I think it will be something that somehow, some way will become form and function of the NBA uh, moving forward. I don't think it should. I think it was good for the bubble. It should not have been something they reinstated this year. Everybody in agreement on that? Yeah, I get it. I, like I said, I understand it. I don't. I mean, if we're just talking on the business of money and the competition of it, it just means that you could shit the bed for like the last, like if you're like the last, what, seven, eight, nine, it's like seven, eight, nine, ten seed, and they play in for the final spots. I, I feel like you can shit the bed and still make the playoffs. And here's the <laughs> And and, and and I get it, like the, the, the but they have more teams. The thing about that is the nine and ten teams have more games to play than the eight and the seven and eighth team. Right, but so I, know, I guess that balances baseball, out, but it still doesn't make it fair. Major League <laughs> Baseball did this by adding a second wild card team, and their thought process behind it was it, it increases the amount of competition. More teams are in it, so you have less people trying to sell off their teams at the trade deadline, right? Because what you used to see was all the contenders would usually be able to completely identify the teams that were 100% out of it and just raid their teams for players that they were willing to get rid of for salary dumps. And so in the NBA, I can understand that as well, but the NBA trading deadline isn't the same thing and trades aren't the same. I agree with what Matt says, and here's going to be my question. What happens when a 10 seed runs the table one day and wins the, and wins the whole thing? Yo. <laughs> Yo. I'm just going to sit there and be like, yep. What happens, <laughs> what happens when a, ten te- a, a, a team that wins the play-in game gets into the playoffs and just miraculously goes through the entire playoffs and wins the NBA championship? I guarantee you that then it will become a problem. Absolutely. 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 Um, real quick, just to mention, you mentioned um, Mania. I know Queen has to go do something, but um, we, we mentioned Mania real qu- at the beginning of the show. And what an event it was. Uh, when I could spend years on this, probably a couple minutes, but the fact, like we said, we had night one of WrestleMania. They call it the blackest WrestleMania ever, and it was black. black it black. was really, it was really, it was really black. We have it was black, lit. We have a black WWE champion. We have a uh, uh, a black WWE women's champion again, and 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 it was just, it was a main amazing sight to. To to be in, I know Matt got to feel the experience. And Titus um, O'Neil by himself did a great job by himself hosting Titus, Titus and Bailey. Titus and Bailey. O'Neill did no, a Bailey, great job. Yes, and Bailey too. Bailey definitely. Just, oh yeah, Bailey and Titus. Those were the only two people that you know hosted Mania. I mean, they were legitimately uh, with, with the appearances bad. by Bailey and. And and what Titus was able to do as the solo host of WrestleMania, it was just amazing. It was just amazing. It was just amazing. Damn, oh, man. We booed that shadow out out the building. I, I just I don't know what shadow you talking about. It was I, like I, I some, some like shadows there. You know, he's wearing. I heard something out. come crashing down, and it might have yeah. hurt inside, but I, I yeah. really didn't. I it wasn't paying attention to that. The only thing that hurt me inside was the ring. 
That was right. the only thing. Yeah, you was out there in, in the rain. But <laughs> not so Mania was the event, but okay, so Raw after Mania was terrible. <laughs> Get that oh, out of the way. Raw shout out Mania to the was, War Raiders. Yeah, shout oh, out to the War Raiders because that was the best War. part of Raw after Mania. Um, and then you go to Tuesday night and NXT is again knocking it out the park as usual. Uh, hey, little I one. Really good, I thought it was a really good show, but I thought mm-hmm. it also felt a little flat. How so? I I, I think you know. I, I love I love that they're finally letting Carrion talk. Don't get me wrong. Um, Carrion can really cut a good promo. I was great uh-huh. seeing him back. Um, but it, it just fell a little flat to me because I felt like there were a lot. There was a lot of fallout from NXT that didn't get addressed. Um, and it was the first show back. It was the first show on Tuesday night. Um, it was definitely the better show comparing NXT and Mania, but I, I just felt felt like it fell a little flat. And it's hard. I I don't know if it was because it, it just seemed like there were a lot of names that were not there to really pay uh, to really pay off uh, what happened at Stand and Deliver, but yeah. Top two matches on standard to deliver. You said top two matches, what? Stand and deliver. Who's the top two matches? Oh, Kyle, Kyle and um Yeah, Kyle and, and, and Cole. Kyle and Cole and and um I think the women's match. Over the ladder match? You like the ladder match? I love the ladder match. I, I think uh, the ladder match was really good. Honestly, the... But it, the shenanigans... Again, the shenanigans was kind of like... All right, bro. Like, there was not... If he wouldn't want straight up, I know he's a heel. I know about storytelling and all that stuff. But the shenanigans kind of... At the end, kind of messed up the match for me. And the tag match was the, the, the tag match. Tag match was amazing, yes. But but I, I have to have that tied up between the... Uh, the women's uh, the women's championship match and and the tag match those are that's my one in and and I also got to give I also yeah I also want to give a really good shout out listen Io Shirai and, and Raquel did great but I want to give a huge shout out honestly to that to that Walter Champa match yeah, that yeah. that was one hell of a match mm-hmm. and when you're talking about kind of like that old school classic hard hitting wrestling match that still has a little bit of evolution to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I really thought that was one fantastic uh, match, but I agree. Uh, O'Reilly and Cole did a great job. Um, and then that, that uh, the women's match, the women's match is great. Um, and, and can we just admit Io Shirai mate? I mean, Io Shirai is approaching to me Jeff Hardy levels of just I will jump off of anything crazy. Yes, absolutely, like, absolutely. Like absolutely. there are three people, there are three people in the WWE that I want no one, I want them nowhere around. If there is a random weird thing to jump off of, that is Jeff Hardy, that is Io Shirai, that is Shane McMahon. I don't want them anywhere near weird things that they can jump off. Shane took like one of the best bumps of the night. <laughs> Yo, I just I just want to point out in night one, TV does not do, do this man justice. 
Omos? Omos. Omos is huge. That is, he is tall. Like, he threw Kofi up to Jesus and, 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 and dropped him. So they was like, oh, he just, he, he took a pen to that? Yes, he's high. He's real high in the air. That, that's the sky real high, high for sure. Sky high. high. You know, D'Lo did the sky high, and he did skyscraper for sure. He like, gave, <laughs> gave me a pound and everything because I was pretty high in the air. He got tossed. Right. It, it's and, crazy. And, um, but we're gonna, the last two things we're going to talk about Impact and, 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 and AEW. We'll start with Impact, Postmania Impact. Um, the legend, Jazz, has retired. Um, I believe this will take her off, you know, main rosters like like a major company, and she she will be done. She does have some independent dates coming up. Um, there's um black uh, there's a black girl magic show coming up, and she will be facing Trisha Dora. So make sure you 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 um you have a look out for that. But um, yeah, Impact has been slowly but surely working their way back up. I think they piped in some crowd noise too, but it's kind of awkward how the way they did it. But um, and AEW did one point two for the first time post uh for the first time in a in a while. They they hit one million in a while, and we were discussing it amongst each other, and we definitely believe that this is great for all wrestling in general. This is great for all wrestling. Yeah, there's there's. There is a major company on 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 cable television or yeah, on cable television uh, or broadcast television every single day of the of the of the week in terms of Monday through Friday. You have Monday Night Raw, you have NXT on Tuesdays, AEW on Wednesdays. You now have Impact on Thursdays and and SmackDown on Fridays. And that's not to state that you know you have MLW also uh, streaming, and I forget what platform everything. MLW is on. Everything. everything. Yeah, uh, MLW is also on during the week, so you have uh, and Ring of Honor still putting on shows as well and, and things like that. So you have all of these wrestling companies on cable or broadcast television or some sort of streaming site uh, throughout the week, and even if you just go with the the you know the three million multi-million dollar companies in impact AEW and the wwe you have a wrestling show on every single day monday to friday and it's been a long time since that's been the case um you know you cannot say that you don't i'm actually glad that nxt was moved to tuesdays i'm glad that impact moved to thursdays because now no one can say that they have to compete right in terms of watching anything you can watch whatever wrestling show you want to watch on its own day i ain't gonna hold you i forgot mm-hmm. and it was on tuesday and I, I like thank god i got a dvr mm-hmm. right so i got so that i got to see that moment you know with you know bianca Rhea, and um raquel it was dope they had a little picture at the back it was it was dope yeah it was dope. i'm glad i got yeah. to see that yeah, Matt, I feel like T sends the kids into the room to tell you when to wrap it up. Yeah. <laughs> She'd be, like she be like this. I go upstairs, you know, not play on daddy's door. And then, he, you yeah. know, he, he going to know it's time. But, and they did the little inching thing. You saw them right. inching, right? They're like, 
<laughs> so, um, shout out to the Jabba Tears Network, of course, the Jabba Tears Podcast, who just had recently retired legend Jazz on their, their previous show. So, make sure you tune into that. Um, Sazon Talk with Janelle and Amanda. They're doing great things. They're dropping an episode coming out this Tuesday. Um, if you're listening, um, if you're listening to this on Monday, uh, yesterday they dropped uh, a Sazon Sessions. I was on it with Amanda, so you definitely check that out. Um, Got checked two and a half bros. They had Chisel on there. That, that was a really good episode. You got to really listen to that. That was a really good episode, two and a yes. half bros. Yeah, shout out to Talk of Champions. They're doing their thing, running the Facebook world. Um and I'm just saying, as this just, week comes to a close, uh-huh. uh, I just want to just make a statement to uh, whoever the number four seed is. I'm coming for you. I'm coming for that number four seed. I'm taking you out. I'm winning this whole thing. I'm saying that right now. Dre, I'm getting my win back to go to the finals. That's all I'm saying. I'm getting my win back. Oh. Right. <laughs> I had to explain it to Peter, him. it's okay. You you can't beat me. I am the the... Yo, Dre is the only person that beat me. Twice. I beat you twice. Oh, so, and, and I and I I beat you twice. It, it wasn't fluky. The, nah, that the first the, one this, was the first one was fluky. The second one, I got you, bro. Like I got you. I honestly, but... think, me me and Dre this year in fantasy been like Rocky and Apollo. Like we just go. We've been on two separate ends of of everything. But then now now we're, we may we may face each other in the finals. Maybe a. a Crazy year finals, so you never know. But um, again, shouts to everybody. Uh, we got a lot of good things coming up. Um, Brooklyn bullshit <laughs> is uh, something me and Matt were working on uh, some months ago. We've always talked about, so um, that will be dropping soon. So stay tuned for that. Another um, tea time is coming up. We're almost at the end of the month, so. I can't wait to hear what uh, Tay has for us. Um, I feel like it's going to be a lot more kicking, but I'm going to be backstage just doing the <laughs> kicking. <this time. laughs> Are we even invited? I'm just wondering. No. We're invited? That That is up to, to the host. I have nothing no, to do I'm, with I'm that. I'm just wondering. I have nothing to do with that. You're on mute. I can't hear you. You've had enough episodes on load management, okay? <laughs> I I just didn't. I, yeah, I yeah, you, you look like KD right now, so you might. <laughs> Are we invited? Is what I'm not because this this your show. If you, you wasn't know, I invited, it. I would tell you to your face that you wasn't invited. <laughs> Matt is trying to start trouble for no reason. And I know. I'm, really, I'm asking in case because Pete might got something to do. I might have to help him. I'm not going to the Bronx, but you know, I might have to help him. You out might have something. to help Peter with what? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe he got a show. I got to carry his luggage or something. You know, I look out for my brother. All I can say, oh, I do have one last thing to say. Yo. Uh, Dre, Dre, I have a message for your client. Okay. For your, for your client. Just Ooh. let them know, okay, and all them poses who tried to come to the challenge, okay, that don't nobody eat wings like me. Bye guys, I gotta go. Yeah, <laughs> wings, Lord. Um, we'll we'll talk about we'll we'll definitely talk about that. I, I I'll have my client get in touch with you, but I We're I client. know in my Who heart. Client, what what is Sir Wilkins? Sir Wilkins. Sir Wilkins. In the hot wings stuff. 
the wing he doesn't eat like junk food until those days so y'all are, y'all realize he's starving himself up for that for, for that you day. realize when you starve yourself will you do eat you can actually eat less because your stomach is filled with gas yeah he doesn't starve himself he doesn't starve himself he just doesn't eat crazy people yeah the the thought of gluttony like that mm-hmm. makes me nauseous. I can't watch other people eat like the hot dog mm-hmm. contest, like on the Fourth of July and stuff like that. One time I went, I was young. I, I had a date there Fourth of July when I was, little, when I was like a teenager. Damn, you took you to a glizzy contest? Oh man! <laughs> I threw up. I was oh, like, no, nah, I can't watch people eat like that. Oh man! But yeah, I eat them hot wings if y'all want to. <laughs> I could do it. I probably will. I probably will challenge them eventually. You don't Listen. even want to pay seventeen dollars for a bucket of popcorn, but you talking? About I'm just that. saying, Tay. This is a small bucket of popcorn. What? That shouldn't be seventeen dollars. I can go to the supermarket and get pop secrets for three dollars. Oh man! And that's pra- that's practically how much is in that little small bucket. That was seventeen dollars. The tub was weird. Did you say pop secret? Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. What's All right. Well, picture? anyway. <laughs> so, well, for, I'm from the hood, Pete. For, for BK Matt. Yes. For the voice of a generation, Pete Rosado. For the queen, the reigning defender, undisputed champ of your sports show. Who just That'd wrecked everyone's and leaves. Wrecked everyone, wrecked Matt and left. It is your boy, I Big you. I really Baby. Do. Get over it. Signing off. Peace. Horrible.